Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we're helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all, or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can go to mynsc.org happenings. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout the week. And now, check out this week's sermon. And I thought, how cool is that? That, that ministry, ministry always occurs where you are. Not just where I am, but where, where you are. You can make a difference, y'all. You know, there was another island, I think it was Dominica. Uh, it, Dominica, not Dominica Republic, but Dominica is a little bitty island by St. John Antigua area, Southern Caribbean. And, and we were at this little island and um, we, we see this young couple and, and my wife looks at me and she said, hey, he, he's reading his Bible. You don't see that very often on cruise ships. I'll tell you that, you just don't. And it stood out to my wife. I didn't see it, but she said, hey, he's reading his Bible. I said, well, how do we know that's a, really a Bible though? We don't know. Like it could be the Book of Mormon for all I know or the Quran. I, I don't know what it is, but, and, and I said, well, well you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And you just kind of make a middle note and see, you know, if there's an opportunity for ministry. Well, everybody leaves this beach. We, it was kind of like at a six-hour beach day, five, six-hour beach day. And, and uh, it turns out us and this other couple were the last ones to leave the beach to go back to the cruise because my wife is going to milk every single moment of being on a beach. She's going to take advantage of every single minute of it. And so we're the last ones to get on. And sure enough, it's this couple. And we start talking to them. Hey, where are you from? They said, well, we're from Shenoa, Illinois. I said, I have no idea where that is. Never heard of it. They said, yeah, you wouldn't. It's a little bitty town southwest of Chicago, kind of central Illinois. And, and, and we said, well, what, what do you guys do there? They started talking to us about it. And, and, um, and my, you know, my wife is like, well, what, what church do you go to there to? I saw you reading your Bible. He's like, oh, we go to this church. In fact, we're really involved in ministry. We're involved in, in marriage ministry, premarital ministry. We oversee all of the marriage counseling at our church. They'd been married for 10 years, but had never had children. And, and as, they, as soon as they started talking about us, they said, well, you know, we've never had children. So it's been a prayer of ours, but God hasn't just blessed us with any yet. And they said, what about you? I said, well, we, we have three biological, one, one adopted. And, and they said, hey, we got some questions for you about adoption because we've been talking about that. And so we talked to them about adoption and, and just spoke some life into them, just, just encouraged them. They were really discouraged. And, and um, had a, it was just a God moment. You know what I'm saying? It was just a God moment. So after, after the van drops us off at port, we, we get out, and my wife, um, you know, she looks at him. It was this time, she was the one that did it this time. She said, you know what? Before we go back to the cruise ship, can, can my husband and I just pray for you? Uh, very quickly, and right there on a sidewalk in, in Rozo, Dominica, we have a little prayer meeting, um, just blessing them with um, the goodness of God and prayed for them and their future family, whether that would be, um, you know, biological children or foster care or, or actually adoption. And we said, whatever it is, it's going to be beautiful, and, and the kids that you're going to get are going to be worth the wait. And we just encouraged them and prayed for them. Remember, I'm telling you, ministry is wherever you are because you're the minister, new song. Not just me. We're all ministers of God's grace in its various forms. The Bible says you are a minister of the grace of God. So ministry takes place wherever you are. You, you can, listen, God will set up divine appointments for you in one of the smallest islands in, in the Caribbean. And he'll do it because he cares about you and he cares about others. He'll, he'll create opportunities for ministry. Ministry is wherever you are because you're the minister. And, and I want to say, I don't know which of these recordings is going to be put online, but I want to say to Luke and Haley from Shinoa, Illinois, 
that we've been praying for you. We'll continue to pray for you. And I want you to know that there is purpose. There's a purpose in your pain. As I was praying for you last night, I believe the Lord gave me that for you. There's purpose in your pain. And uh, I'm going to keep praying for you. So, of course, we told them who we are. And that's, I, I, they might be watching today. So I want to take advantage of that. Thanks for bearing with me. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? All right, I'm, again, I'm not myself today. I'm not feeling very uh, good. Um, don't come near me today. You're going to regret it if you do. Um, not because I'm a mean person, but I don't want to share with you what I got. And yet, I really feel, uh, only pastors would truly understand this, when you really feel you have a word from the Lord, it, 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 would, you know, it, would, it would take hell or high water to keep me from being here today. And uh, I want to minister to you that specifically what God has put upon my heart, and I, I've been saying it a lot this year that I've never really taught on multiple subjects that I've been teaching on, and one of them is the victim mentality, that you're no longer a victim. And this is something I don't remember ever teaching on, and yet I've been studying it for months now. And, and uh, for three, there's going to be three different Sundays, and I'm going to teach you how to live your life uh, without a victim mentality, not as a victim, but as you've heard this said before, not as a victim, but as a victor. That, that, that God has given you victory over your past. And I'm going to teach this to you in a way that I, I pray is not only meaningful, but it's life-changing um, to you. And it, it's really, we're going to start with this verse. We're going to come back to it at the very end, but it's Romans chapter 8, verse 37. It says, in all these things, we new song are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, for the rest of this uh, message that it's, it's for the next 20 to 25 minutes. Um, there's not a lot of laughter in this. Um, there's not a lot of, there's, there, there's not much to laugh about when you talk about being victimized, right? And so I just want to, I'm sorry about that. At the same point, this is going to minister to you. And, and so um, in all things, in all things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us, that you don't have to live a life of defeat. You don't have to live the life of a victim. You really can live life in victory and not as a victim. And you're not meant to live a victim's life. And yet I'm going to say some things, and, and, and today we're going to be completely transparent. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be so transparent today that I'm going to ask you to own up to some things that maybe you've never owned up to before. I'm going to ask you to think about your life and about your way of thinking, no matter who you are. And if you say, if you're that type of person, well, I've been a Christian for 30 years, the odds of this applying to me are really, really slim. Can I tell you, you need to throw that out the window. Throw that thought out the window. Because you could have been a Christian for 50 years or for five days, I don't know. But I'm telling you, this is going to apply to more people than what, what, that, than what you might think. It, it, it might actually apply to you and not just the person sitting next to you. It's the victim mentality. In fact, I'm going to start it by saying this, that victimization is an extremely common occurrence. It's an extremely common occurrence that there's nobody in this room that hasn't been victimized. We've all been the victim of something. We've all been the victim of abuse or, 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 teach, or a, a teasing or wounds or hurts or pain that every single one of us has been victimized. Every, let, let me say it a different way. Everybody suffers. Everybody suffers. Everybody does. Uh, okay, 
But if you thought to yourself, as soon as I said victimization is everywhere, everybody's a victim, everybody suffers, and your thought was, yeah, but, yeah, but not as bad as me. Yeah, but they haven't dealt with what I've had to deal with. Yeah, but you haven't gone through with what I've gone through. Can I tell you, if the first thing that comes to your mind when I say everybody suffers is, yeah, but... You have a victim mentality. I'm talking to you. So I'm I'm not talking to the next person over. I'm talking to you. Because everybody suffers. Now, that being said, I do want to say something. Yes, there are those who suffer more. There are those who have been abused more, who have been mistreated more than I have. And I've been mistreated. I've been abused. I've been spoken down to. I've been rejected. I've been insulted. I've been hurt. Yeah, but pastor, not as bad as me. Two things about that. You're probably right. But that does not mean that you are meant to stay a victim. You are not meant to stay in your past, to live in your past. You're meant to be free in Christ Jesus. So yeah, you might have been hurt more than me. You might have been wounded deeply in in levels that I could never understand, but you're not meant to stay there. And that's what I'm trying to help you with, that every single person suffers. Yes, some more than others, and I've been praying for you, and my heart breaks for you. I've been praying that over this this month, as we we deal with these sessions, that you would be absolutely set free from your past and from the pain and from the hurt that you've gone through, from the abuse that you endured. I've been praying for you, and I'll continue to pray for you. You're not meant to stay there. You're not meant to live there any longer. You're meant to be free, and freedom is what you have in Christ Jesus that you have been given the spirit of a conqueror through him who loved you. So you're not meant to live in defeat, you're meant to live in victory. But victimization is a common occurrence. But the the second thing, the victim mentality is different. The victim mentality develops when your identity is based on victimization. The the victim's mentality is, is a derivative of your past. A victim mentality is your identity. And I'm gonna show you that in a second. I'm gonna teach you how to know if you have a victim mentality. But I wanna say a third thing, let her see that many people struggle with a victim's mentality, but very few admit it. In fact, I believe that some people don't even realize it, that they have a victim mentality. And And I'm here today to teach you the Word of God and to help you live as an overcomer that you were designed in Christ Jesus to be. And so I want you to hang with me now just for a few minutes as I teach you about this victim mentality. And I have a question for you. Will you be so honest with yourself and really ask yourself, is this me? Is this me? Am I living with a victim mentality? Don't take it for granted that you're free from this mentality. Because I know a lot of people that I have talked to, that I've counseled with, 
that, that, I, that I shared the heart of God with, and I helped them realize that they had this victim's mentality, and they didn't even know it. In fact, they would have told, they would have told you, to, no, I, I don't struggle with that. No, no, that's in my past. And yet, their identity has been based upon their abuse. Their identity has been based upon their pain and their past, and they live it out every day. So I, I, after, after weeks and weeks, in fact, months of study, I, I've, I've come up with a, a list of 10 signs that you have a, victim's, a victim mentality. And I want to go through these very quickly. There, it's not going to be on your screen, but it is in your sermon notes. So 10 signs that you have a victim's mentality. The first one is you filter life through your pain. You filter life through your pain. And what I mean by that is that, is that when, you, when you enter into a relationship, it takes you a long, 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 long time to trust that person because you've been hurt in the past, because you've been wounded by friends in the past. You filter your new friendships through your pain, not through their, not through their personality, not through who they are as a person. You filter them through your pain. And instead of filtering them through who they actually are, you filter them through who other people have been to you. You see it? You filter things through your pain. If, if, you, if people have let you down in the past, then you refuse to trust people in the current because you filter life through pain. And that can go not just in that area, not just in relationships, but all across the board. You just filter life through pain. It's the person who says, well, I can give it a try, but it's not going to work because it's never worked in the past. You filtered it through your pain. Everybody see that? Okay, the second thing is, you believe God is against you. Well, I don't know why God has it out for me, but God just never gives me the blessings that he gives you. He never pours, pours out his favor on me like he does you. He, he never has given me that. He's never given me that. Somebody comes up, and, oh, look what the Lord did. The Lord just blessed me with $5,000. Well, he's never done that for me. God must be against me. You see it? The third thing. You believe others are against you. Well, everybody's just against me. When I go to work, nobody likes me. Everybody's just against me. I'm just the odd man out. Everybody leaves me out of everything. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going out to eat worms, right? How many have ever heard that before? Is that, is that, did that make it from Oklahoma all the way up here? Okay. Um, wow, I did throw a joke in there, even though I'm feeling bad. But you just feel everybody's against you. Well, the, the boss isn't going to give me a... a a pay raise. He's not going to give me a promotion. He's going to give it to them and them and them because he's just, and he's just out to get me, you know, and it's a victim's mentality. It's a victim's mentality. And I'm, I'm telling you it, by the way, if you live your life like that, you won't get the promotions. It's true. If you live with a victim's mentality, you're not giving anybody a reason to give you a pay raise or a promotion because you're, you're Debbie Downer. Do you still love me? I love you. <laughs> I really do. I promise I do. You repeat the same life patterns. It's just the same thing. It's just the same thing over and over and over. You just repeat life, life patterns like things are bad. Well, now they're bad again. Well, now they're bad again. Now they're bad again. You know, it, it's, I have marital problems. Well, now I have more marital problems. Well, now I have more marital You've been married for 25 years, but you still have marital problems. Oh, it's just repeating the patterns over and over again. Why? Because it's a victim mentality. It's a victim mentality. And I, I, I don't know what, I don't want to repeat my past. 
I, I don't want to repeat bad relationships, and I, I don't want to repeat bad decisions that I've made. I, I don't want to repeat bad fin financial decisions, bad financial choices, bad relational choice. I don't want to repeat that, but a lot of people do. They just repeat the pattern over and over and over again. It's like they, they, they move from this one job to get a better job, and then in, in, in six months they're looking for another job because that job isn't right, and then in six months they're looking for another job because that job isn't, and they're just, and they keep going from one dis, dysfunctional location to another or one dysfunctional person to another. They just repeat the pattern. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever lived that before? Because maybe I'm not talking to the person next to you. Maybe I'm talking to the person sitting in your seat. How about this? You just tolerate wrong relationships. There's just relationships that you tolerate that, that are, they are not life-giving. In fact, can I tell you that people with a victim mentality often attract other people with a victim mentality, and they feed off of each other. Oh, life is so bad. Oh, I know it. It's so bad for me, too. This is what happened to me. Oh, yeah, well, this is what happened to me. Oh, it's so bad. Isn't it so bad? And the next day, life is so bad. He did it again. Yeah, well, you should hear what I went through. You know what I'm saying, everybody? You just tolerate wrong relationships. Like, if you come to me and the only thing that you do over and over and over again is complain, you and I are not going to be friends. I'll be your pastor. Come on, somebody. Is that being too transparent? You know what I'm saying, right? Me and my wife, we call them life suckers. They just suck the life out of you. Well, I need some people around me that are going to take me higher, not bring me down. You know, the devil's trying to bring me down. I don't want you to help him. You know what I'm saying? Boy, that sounded like black gospel preaching right there. That was awesome. That's a little T.D. Jakes right there, y'all. Um, how about this? You share your pain. You share your pain without changing. So, so and, and then that's actually connected to the next one. Let me read these next ones. You share your pain without changing. The next one is you regularly disagree with the advice that you're given. Or your purpose is to gain sympathy. So what I'm talking about now is you're sharing your pain. You've been going through some stuff, through some abuse, through some hurts, and you share that, but you don't share it so that you can change. You don't share it that you can be free from it. You're not receiving the advice of others. You, you're just trying to gain sympathy. So if you live your life trying to gain sympathy from others, instead of change, instead of growing out of it, instead of living a better, more wise life, can I tell you, you have a victim's mentality. And by the way, it doesn't take all 10 of these to be a victim's, to have a victim's mentality. It just takes one or two. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so do you have relationships in which you, that are, that are there and so you can just gain sympathy? Well, that's a sign. Or if, 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 if I have a conversation with you and, you and you lay it out there, you talk about your pain and your struggles, and, and, and at the very end of it, I'm, I'm really good at this, and I know this will shock some of you, but what, because I, I, I like to help, I like to talk. I'm a people person, you know? But when people come in my office and pastor, I've got to let you know. I, I just let them talk for half an hour. I just go for it. Like, just let it all out. And then, and then sometimes at the end of that, I'll say, okay, well, let me, let me just give you a little bit of advice. And most people, a lot of people are, oh, thank you, Pastor. That's a great idea. But there's a lot of other people. No, you don't understand. No, no, but I've tried that. But that didn't work. No, I don't see how that could work. That, that it's, oh, 
They're just disagreeable. They don't take advice because they don't want advice. They want to stay a victim. Their purpose is to gain sympathy, not help. Their purpose is to gain sympathy, not wisdom. Their purpose is to gain sympathy, not change. Okay, next one is, is attached to it. They avoid taking responsibility. Something happens to them. It's not my fault. They were just out to get me. They get fired from a job. Not my fault. They were just out to get me. They get fired from the next job. Not my fault. It was just them. Not my fault. It, it, when you refuse to take responsibility, that's a pretty good sign of a victim mentality. When you get fired from six jobs, how many knows? It's probably not the boss's fault, right? Okay, and then of course, excuses are just commonplace. And it's the, yeah, but, yeah, but I had no choice. Yeah, but I really felt, yeah, but I really thought, well, they needed to, you know, it's just always excuses, always excuses. My wife and I, we've made the determination a long time ago, we weren't gonna live our life with excuses. We just don't wanna do that. That's not the life we want to live. That when we mess up, we just, we own up. We don't make excuses for it. It's just, hey, I'm sorry, I failed. Every now and then, can I tell you something new song? Every now and then, your pastor's going to fail. He's going to make mistakes. Sometimes I forget things. My heart is in the right place, but my mind sometimes isn't. You know what I'm saying? Can you just forgive me in advance? For when I, because I'll probably, if you know me for, if you've known me for a long time, I've probably let you down. And by the way, you're not perfect either. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're messy, right? And I am too. And could we just live our life without excuses? Just when we mess up, just own up to it and, and let's move on. Let's just forgive each other and move on. It's just so wonderful if we could do that. Can I tell you, the Bible is filled, absolutely filled with victims, absolutely filled with people who have been victimized over some over and over and over and over again. Some, in fact, all of the heroes of the faith that you could think of were victims. Did you know that? They were victimized. And none other, no one was victimized greater than Jesus Christ himself the ultimate victim. And I thought before we go far into this study, we, we, gotta, we gotta talk about Jesus. And the victimization that he underwent. Can I show you this in Isaiah 53? It's, it's, a, it's a prophetic, it's, it's from the prophet Isaiah about Jesus. And it certainly, we read in the New Testament, certainly every single word of it came to pass it, it came true. Isaiah 53, verse 3, that Jesus was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't even care. Yet it was our weakness that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighted him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment for God, a punishment for his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins, not his. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. 
but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. Watch this, verse 9. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. He had done no wrong, and yet nobody was victimized more than Jesus Christ himself. And he was completely innocent, completely innocent. And then we read at another portion of Scripture that talks about Jesus as an example, like how to live concerning the victimization that he endured, concerning the life that he endured. This is how he handled being victimized. So, so if, we, if we model our lives after anyone, it should be Jesus Christ himself who was victimized, and this is how he handled it. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you, watch this, an example that you should follow in his steps, that you should live out this life too, that you should follow his example. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. This is what he did, everybody. And we're to follow his example. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Let me say it this way. In today's vernacular, Jesus said, I'm going to leave this to my heavenly father. I'm going to entrust this to God, my father. I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to live in it. I'm going to take it to him and leave it there. I'm going to entrust it to him. I was sitting, I was sitting on this cruise ship with a, some very interesting uh, uh, couples every night at dinner. You, you sit at the same table if you have these reservations, which I made sure that we had because I, I knew my wife, you know, she, my wife likes to eat early. Uh, that way, eh, it doesn't even matter, but she likes to eat early. And so um, uh, every night at 5.30, we were, you know, they, they have a nicer dining room that we went to. And every night, the same people were sitting right next to us. And and uh, over the course of the cruise, when you, when you have dinner sitting next to people, you kind of get to know them a little bit. And, and they were so awesome. They were from Wisconsin, and they loved the Green Bay Packers. I'm telling you, <laughs> I felt like God just put us together, like really. And uh, one of them uh, was a dentist, and, and uh, he, he was kind of a car guy like I, like, like I used to be. And uh, he had Corvettes, and he, had, he, he also he had watches, and he was telling me about you know, my wife said, oh, Justin's a watch guy. And I said, listen, I'm a poor man's watch guy. I like watches, but I don't have the money to buy watches. You know what I'm talking about? So, so I, I get the watches that I like, but, the, you know, we're talking like 30, it's a fossil watch, but it's just 39 bucks. Come on, everybody. Can I get an amen to that right there? All right. So I'm a poor man's watch guy. And this guy was not a poor man's watch guy. He, he, he showed me his watch and it looked like a watch that you know, had been worn since the 1950s. And he said, this, this is a Swiss-made watch. It's worth $7,000. And I thought, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. You know how many churches I could plant with that amount of money? You know, that's my, where my mind goes. I'm just thinking those thoughts. And, and, and if he handed me his, his watch, 
which he did not do. But if he did, and he says, hey, I'm going I'm to entrust you with this. What was he doing? He's giving it. He's giving it to me. He's saying, you, you, you carry it. You keep it. I'm entrusting you with it. It's valuable. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trusting you with it. And that, that's a big thing. And Jesus, Jesus said, hey, concerning all of these things, all of these things that happened to me, all of the, the hurt and the pain, God, I'm just going to trust you with it. Isn't that what it says? Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. God, I'm just giving this to you. I'm not going to stay in my past. I'm going to give it to you, and I'm, I'm going to move on. You know, write this down. And again, this is just the foundation. you got to trust God, new song, to relieve your pain instead of others. You have to. I, everybody, look, look at me. Look at me for a second. Hear from my heart. I don't have the power to heal you. I don't. I wish I did. I, 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 I wish I could. I'm your pastor. I wish I could take the pain from you. But I'm not a healer. I can just take you to the one who heals. And that's what I'm trying to do today. I'm taking you to Jesus to say, I, I can't heal you, but he can. And you've got to trust him to relieve your pain. You've got to trust him. I, I want to read this out of 2 Corinthians 4. I love this. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. Can I stop right there? A lot of people with a victim's mentality, they only talk about themselves and what they've been through. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. Well, I didn't know I asked. You know, I don't know. But they want to tell you anyway, right? Because people with a victim mentality do that. But the Bible says we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. What's this? For God who said, let there be light in the darkness. He doesn't want you to live in darkness, everybody. He wants you to be free. He has made his light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? When you constantly spend your days preaching about yourself, talking about yourself, focusing on yourself, you are missing out on the healing glory of our God in your life. That's a wrong way to live. you got to surrender your life wholeheartedly to Christ. Entrust your life to him who will make light shine in the darkness and he will reveal his glory in your life. And by the way, when his glory shows up, when his presence shows up, you are fully satisfied and there is fullness of joy. Can I get an amen to that, somebody? Number two, just because you've been there, and this is what I've been saying from the start, just because you've been there, 
The abuse, the pain, the hurts, just because you've been there doesn't mean you have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. That's not your best life. I promise you. 2 Corinthians 4.8. I love what the Apostle Paul says here. Watch this. And I'm going to show you this portion of Scripture in a brand new light to some of you. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Do you know what he's saying, everybody? We've been there, but we didn't stay there. We've been there, but we didn't stay there. No, God called us out of that. Yeah, we've been attacked. Yeah, we've been abused. But I am not destroyed. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. But yet my soul prospers in the Lord. I have joy in the Lord. You know, very rare is the weak. I'm going to be honest with you as a pastor. Very rare is the week that I don't face some difficulty, some pain, some hurt. Very rare is the week. I, I face difficulties all the time. I just don't focus my life on them. And that could be the difference between you and me. Maybe you're living in the past and you stay there. Maybe your purpose in life is to gain sympathy. I want to tell you, that is a miserable life to live. I'm telling you, it's miserable. You don't want to live that life. We are called out of it by the grace of Jesus Christ. You are meant to be free and free indeed. So we're going to break this victim's mentality in our life. I'm going to ask you to stand up with me today. New song. Don't focus on your past. Focus on your purpose. Don't focus on your past. Be healed in Jesus' name. And I'm going to pray a special prayer with you and over you that for every person in this room, you've, you've had a victim's mentality. You, you just live in the past. You filter life through pain. You make excuses. You, you think God is against you or others are against you. Your purpose is to gain sympathy. You don't take advice. You're always thinking, yeah, but, yeah, but. You, you always think that everybody else is blessed, but you're not. That you're, you just go, it happened again. Pastor, it happened again. It happened again. Can I tell you? That is a mindset that needs to be broken in your life. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In all things, at all times, no matter your past, you are more than a conqueror. You were not created to live in defeat. You were created to live in victory. If you stay in defeat, new song, it's your fault. Listen to your pastor. If you stay in defeat, it's your fault. You don't have to stay there. It's the hope of the gospel. It's the truth of the gospel that Jesus came so that you can come out of it. 
He died for you. He, he took it all so that you wouldn't have to. He took all of the abuse so you wouldn't have to. He, he was beaten so that you wouldn't have to be beaten up throughout the course of your everyday life. He did it so you could be free. And I'm going to ask you, are you ready to be free? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads with me. Can we open up our hands toward heaven? Jesus, reign in this place, I pray. Reign in our lives, I pray. New song I speak over you today. Freedom in Jesus. I bless you. New song with freedom like you have never known or experienced before in your life. I bless you with the heart of an overcomer, with the heart of a conqueror. That the glory of the Lord would not only envelop you, would not only encompass you, but would infiltrate every aspect of your heart and your mind and your life. And that the glory and the presence of our God would overtake you and fill you with so much joy that the victim mentality would be broken in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ, I speak it as being done. And if you receive that today, you don't have to do it out loud, but if you receive it, say, Jesus, I receive it today. It's broken in my life. I refuse to live in my past. I refuse to focus on my pain. Today I'm free, free to live my purpose in Christ Jesus. I will not relive my past. I will not repeat the patterns of my life. I am free indeed. Jesus, I receive it today as a promise in your word. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. And I give you the praise. And I give you all the glory. And I say thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Can we lift our hands toward the heavens and just say thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Thank you, Father, for victory that I have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I will not live a life of defeat but I am a victor in Christ Jesus. Thank you for saving me out of my pain, out of the abuse, out of the hurts, out of my past. Thank you, Lord, for bringing deliverance to my mind and my heart and to my family. I thank you and I worship you in Jesus' name. If you pray that, we just say a very, very big amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org contact. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones who God is using to make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Thank you for watching. We hope you tune in next week.